Coming up on this episode of The Goldilocks Zone, we delve into the very, very early stages of the 2016 presidential race. That's right. We're going to rank the candidates, not on whose politics we agree with. Any schmuck can do that. We're going to talk about electability. Who can win? We're going to discuss it tonight. The Republicans. We're going to look at the wide open field and give you some real opinions on this upcoming race. It's an exciting episode of The Goldilocks Zone, and we're going to start it right now. You're entering the Goldilocks Zone, episode number five, published February 28th, 2015. Rock the Eventual Vote, part one, the Republicans of 2016. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Goldilocks Zone, the podcast on the internet. I don't know if we need to say more than that. I'm Sean Jennings, and I am joined, as always, by uh, the Ronald Reagan of podcasting, uh, our, our very own uh, Spiro Agnew. It is Matt Mariani. How's everyone doing tonight, my fellow Americans? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. Coming from his own Oval Office. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, ex- I'm excited for this topic. I think I think this will be an interesting one. I think so. I'm excited to see what information you have gathered regarding this topic i am a nerd for polls i really am so this will this will be a lot of fun uh i want to remind everyone out there of a couple things you should know goldilockshow.com is the website go there links to everything you can't go wrong audio video of all the episodes also link to our facebook and twitter pages at goldilocks show and goldilocks show on facebook uh and links to our itunes as well if you like to get your podcast through there uh, and the rss feed I'd also like to thank everybody who entered our super prize giveaway uh, contest we held. By the time you're listening to this, the contest will have closed. We are contabulating the results and we'll announce the winners on next week's show. Uh, We appreciate everyone being part of that uh, and contributing. We hope to give away some great prizes. Um, Okay, I I think that's enough house cleaning of of all the things we've been up to. Why don't we jump into the race Uh, now, Matt? As I said at the opening of the show, we are not focusing on who has the best politics, who will be the best president. We're not talking about that. It is not about that because we don't know shit about that. I'll be the first to admit it. Our focus is on purely electability. Who will win the primary and who has the best chance of winning the presidency? And that is it, period. Does that sound fair to you? That sounds perfectly fair to me. Now, let me ask you just broadly before we get started, what do you look for in a candidate when you consider things like electability? What do you make an electable candidate? What makes an electable candidate, I believe, um, is someone who has a uh, genuine passion for uh, the job that they are doing currently and for the job that they are seeking to obtain. So uh, it's just like any other candidate that uh, is applying for a job or any other position or running for any other office for that matter. I think that they should come to the table prepared. Uh, They should know all of the facts and they should be willing to, uh, they should absolutely be willing to, I guess, um, uh, reach out to every member of the population rather than just their constituency. 
And I think that what makes someone truly electable uh, has to be their uh, their experiences and the um, the overall clout that they have gone out of the way to muster. Now, that's, that's kind of an interesting opinion, I think, because you you really sort of focused on sort of the. I don't want to say intangibles, but almost sort of the emotional, philosophical side of it is, you know, the person who wants the job the most, the person who's going to work hardest for the job, the person who has treated their constituents the best. That, uh, to me, not not to shoot down your theory, but that is very idealized, very West Wing, right? You know, as we've talked about before, <laughs> that that is great. And if if we elected that person every time, we'd probably have the best person for the job. This is true. That being said, I think it is very difficult to elect that kind of person. For me, when I look at when it gets into who is electable, I focus on things like who has the most big money donors and who has the biggest name recognition and who is uh, best matches the current party's ideals. I look at more of things that can be reflected in polling, things that you can crunch numbers on. To me, that's what makes a candidate electable. The nice guy doesn't always win. Sadly. <laughs> Don't we know it, as uh, previous elections have shown. As Howard Dean once screamed, Yeah! <laughs> Can't do my Howard Dean. We're going to take back the White House. We're going to take back the White House. That's right, Matt. I believe that's what he said. So now that we've kind of talked our broad ideals, let's apply it to some actual candidates, Okay. Is there anyone in particular you want to start with, or should we just pull somebody out of the pile? Because it's a big pile. And we're focusing tonight on the Republicans. Next week, we're going to look at the Democrats. And we're going to do something I'll talk about more at the end of the show. The first ever primary candidate fantasy league. I'll tell you more at the end of the show. We're going to have a little (laughs) competition between Matt and myself and you at home can play along. But first. Sounds pretty fun. We're going to focus on Republicans. Who do you think we should start with? Anyone in particular? Um, well, first off, if we're going to do a fantasy league, I'm going to draft Tom Brady first <laughs> as my quarterback. You know, and honestly, then I'd though, like... if he ran for president, he'd probably win. Well, actually, now that I think uh, about if, if he was president of New England, he'd probably yeah, that's win. True. But then again, he'd have a lot of stiff competition from Elizabeth Warren and the ghost of John F. Kennedy, of course. <laughs> that's, a, so. that's a debate I would watch any day. <laughs> That would be a really great debate. SNL, if you're watching this. The New England debate. Make that happen. Yes. (laughs) Hosted by Peter Griffin. Yeah. Perfect. It would be fun. So uh, I don't know if we should start with the candidate that – you know what? Just for fun, let's start with Chris Christie. Let's start with Chris Christie, debatably near the bottom (laughs) of the pile. But it's very tough to discern. So Chris Christie, current governor of the mediocre state of New Jersey. Um, Beautiful garden state of New Jersey. Never seen a garden there in my life. Um, <laughs> it, very loud, very outspoken. Uh, let me run some numbers by you quick here. Uh, currently, uh, public polling put out a poll uh, this week. He is uh, 5% of the presidential nomination vote right now. Um Definitely a tough place. That number's been dropping uh, as well for him um, in relation to that. Uh, also, in addition, he is considered um, much too moderate, I think, for the current 
political space. Uh, a recent Iowa poll had Chris Christie at 58% of people saying he's too moderate. That's more than half, which is the worst score of anyone running in the current election. Um, and in addition to that, he is a negative five point differential, favorable, unfavorable, meaning most people don't like him. He's very controversial. Um, so is he electable? Right now, no. I don't think uh, he has, like you said, he has he has a very high moderate um, tendency. I think that the, so there are a lot of skeletons in his closet, more so than any candidate I can think of of either party. Um, and I think that those skeletons are 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 going to be too. They're going to be too much to overcome. I mean, again, he hasn't. He has not officially announced. Well, candidacy to be fair, like we, most of any no, of these literally are. zero people have announced they're running for president not a single person so right and, but he up. hasn't even he hasn't even formed an exploratory committee um no he's formed a super PAC but Chris Christie has yes yeah he formed his uh, his uh, super PAC so I, I have okay. it right here Chris Christie where is he on this list um he's already had four events in uh early uh primary states and on a scale of one to five in terms of how strong their statement is towards running, he's ranked about a three um, okay. and has been included in 95 percent of all polls ran for the election. So generally considered a, a high likelihood to run. Yeah, I, I understood that. Yeah, he, he is very likely to run. I, I didn't I didn't hear about the uh, super PAC, though. That must have been. It's in the last um, week or two. Under the radar, I guess. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Um, I mean, in terms of of the of this past, his recent past. I mean, obviously, there's Bridgegate. Uh, there's a lot of um, crisis and turmoil right now going on with New Jersey's budget. budget. Um, the most honorable state of New Jersey is uh, experiencing a lot of um, a lot of of, of uh, moving and shaking in their budget. Uh, he also has to contend with a. Uh, state legislature that is predominantly democratic um, and they're not really giving him a whole lot of wiggle room with that budget uh, that he's trying to balance um, he's also recently pledged that he will not create new taxes on the state of New Jersey but as we've learned from uh, the first administration of George H.W. Bush uh, no new taxes does not necessarily mean no new taxes or, <laughs> for that matter, um, that he won't raise pre-existing taxes. Uh, so, yeah, he's got a lot of uh, he's got a lot a pretty high mountain to climb up and he's a pretty big guy. So climbing mountains, <laughs> it's not really his strong suit, I don't think. Um, so, yeah, he's a guy I don't I don't really envision making it out of the primaries uh, if he even gets that far so what is your take on this mr sean yeah i think if you had asked me like two years if you had asked me in, in the the 2012 election i would say this guy has a lot going for him he's outspoken he's not afraid to to say his mind he did have a few good things working for him in new jersey he he hadn't had a scandal in quite a while things were looking pretty positive for chris christie the last four years last three years have not been very good to him He's had a lot of scandals. Things have turned sour in New Jersey. A lot of Republican things he attempted have either been overturned or, or kind of weakened. Um, and 
he's done everything to me it seems like he's done everything in his power to just piss off people in the republican party whether it's ignoring going to events or being rude to people he needs to be in line with if i didn't know better and i believe i do i would say he doesn't want to run and is doing everything in his power to avoid it i don't think that's true i think it just means he's running a really shitty very early campaign is he electable i think it'll be tough i think and, and I'll say this time and time again, I think this year's Republican field is one of the most wide open we've ever seen. And I genuinely believe we could get to the convention without having a winner. I, I honestly believe that could happen. It's rare, but it could happen this year because it is so split. That works in Christie's favor. He has to run this thing absolutely perfectly at every step. And the debates have to work in his favor because that's where he's going to get hit on the scandals on New Jersey. That will not end well for him. He needs to be really strong in the debates. If he can do that, I think he has a shot. It's not a very good one, but I think it's, it's not on. There are candidates who will not win. I don't think Chris Christie will not win. I think it's just really unlikely he'll win. The other thing to keep in mind is, uh, for example, ABC News Washington Post poll has him losing 40% to 53% against Hillary Clinton. One of the worst performances for a Republican candidate. Something they're going to keep in mind. Who can go against her? Very few of these guys can. Christie doesn't appear necessarily to be that guy. Yeah. Um, I think one thing he does have, one one positive aspect he does have on his side right now Um and I'm, I'm going to address it for all potential candidates. I think that this election is going to emphasize on both the sides of the Republican and the Democratic uh, parties. I think it's going to really um, uh, it's going to be a race of governors and not congressmen. I think that I think that uh, a lot of um, uh, typical Americans are uh, they've witnessed What's happened with Congress, with with government shutdowns and constant gridlock and uh, overwhelming bureaucracy and the fact that uh, if something is actually passed through Congress one day, it's going to be repealed the next day. And it's a huge back and forth. And even with things that do make it through the floor of Congress, such as the um, the health care revision, I think that. Um, uh, it, things turn out to be not at all what they seem or they get trimmed down or cut. Uh, I think that a lot of Americans are overwhelmingly sort of fed up. And I think that they're going to turn to governors who historically have records of being administrators uh, rather than, uh, I guess, rather than lawmakers or rather than meeting goers or uh bureaucrats i think that they're going to want a decision maker somebody who who has been historically uh you know uh head of a state um so i think they're going to turn more to governors rather than statesmen and that that is something that chris christie has in his uh positive column that he is the governor of the state of new jersey and um the next person who i hope to talk about um is also a governor. Go for it. He's from the governor of. He's he is from this. <laughs> the great the state of. Uh, well, this would probably be a mediocre state. Maybe less than mediocre. I don't know. I've never actually been there. The state of Arkansas. 
who's from, who's from the state of Arkansas? His name is Mike Huckabee. Is that the state where he was from? He was. He he was the governor um, of Arkansas at one point. Um. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna have a, a controversial opinion on this one. Okay, Mike Huckabee. I weirdly liked him when he ran back in 08. I thought he was was very fresh. I thought he was outspoken, but in the right way. He I thought he was a good speaker. I see him today. This man is unelectable. I do not think he can win. I will quickly say he's running 10% in the latest uh, PPP poll. Um, and I was going to see if there were any other statistics. He's about break even on the favorables. Um, generally, 64% of Iowans find him just right between moderate and conservative. Um, the thing... <sighs> Going in his favor, he has the television show, he has the book, and he has name recognition, which I think is going to be one of the big things about this election. There are some of these guys no one's ever heard of before, like a guy we may mention briefly, Ben Carson, who I don't think can win because no one knows who the hell he is. And there's not enough time to figure it out. You look at who the front runners were in 2012. It was Mitt Romney who had run before, Newt Gingrich who had been Speaker of the House. It was Rick Perry who had run before. It was Santorum who had run before. Um, it was these guys who America at least had some idea who they were. Huckabee has that in his favor. I will give him that. The problem is he's a little too extreme for me in the Republican Party, regardless of the statistic I said where 64% say he's just right. I think he's a little too conservative, which I think may work against him uh, with independence. Uh, in a second, I'll pull up how he's ranked to do against uh, in the general election. But I think that is a really tough race for him to win, and that's going to play a factor too. I think he's just in it to sell books and, and, and to, and to keep the, the fame train rolling. And I don't, you know, if we're going to go by your standard of who really wants it, I don't really know if Huckabee's that guy feels to me like he's running cause he's expected to run. And I just think generally his reputation isn't as strong as some of these other candidates. And Another thing I'll say over and over, this election to me is going to reflect 2012 a lot, where each candidate is going to have their two or three weeks of fame, and then it's going to fall off the radar, like we had with, um, oh, who was the, the pizza guy from the last election? The 666 tax guy, who was the, the nut job. <laughs> was his name uh, Kane? Yes, Herman Kane, exactly. Yeah. Herman Cain, that was it, yeah. Front runner for like two weeks, and then fell off mm -hmm. the radar. All, Newt Gingrich yeah. had his couple weeks... Huckabee will have his two weeks, and then people will quickly realize, God, we cannot elect this man president. Not a chance in hell. And I think it's over for him. He is unelectable. I will mention he's running against Clinton at a, about a 40% election rate. Keep in mind, Mitt Romney won 40% of the nation, 47% last time around. So at 40%, that's, that's very difficult. Hey, I'm going to have to agree with you on, uh, on my, my Huckabee. I think that uh, he is sort of riding the publicity train right now and uh, promoting his his uh, his book and his show. Um, I thought I actually kind of thought that's what he was doing in the 2008 race as well. I didn't really see him as a realistic candidate then, and I don't see him as one now. Uh, I don't see him as a serious candidate now either. And um, that's all I really have to say about him, I think. Um, uh but we'll see. I mean, you never know. Sometimes you have 
fringe candidates or or unlikely candidates that that bring up important issues or uh, sometimes serve as spoilers, even if they don't wind up winning the election uh, yeah. in the primary races, they can they can actually make or break other candidates. Yeah, he won't so. be he won't be first out. I don't I don't see that as being likely. He'll stick in it for a couple of these caucuses and early primaries. Will he make it to Super Tuesday? Definitely not. I don't think there's a chance. No. So next up is anyone in particular? Or I'll or I'll pull one out of the hat here. We can talk America's favorite. Yeah. yeah. You go ahead and pull one out of the hat. All right, we're going to talk America's favorite brother. That's right, the governor from the great state of Florida, none other than Jebediah <laughs> Bush. Is that what Jeb stands for, Jebediah? I'm just assuming. I never actually checked. Yeah, I think probably. Sure, yeah. why not? Jeb Bush. What else could it stand for? Uh, brother of George, <laughs> son of George, um, former governor of Florida, running. Uh, some quick facts for you. He is uh, 17% in the latest PPP poll that puts him in third. Um, generally considered um, a, a front runner in this race. One of the things I'll point out, 44% of Iowans think he's too moderate, which is something you definitely want to keep in mind uh, when you look at that. The other thing to keep in mind, he is one of the strongest polling against Democrats and Clinton, where he's holding closer to 43 and 44% of the vote in the national election um, in these early polls. So, Matt, I'll let you start this one. Is he electable? Yes. I would say absolutely. I think that he has a uh, a very strong, obvious uh, thing to look at is uh, his last name. Very strong legacy ties with uh, the former uh, presidents, uh, his brother and his father. I think that both presidents um, were historically, they were presidents who started out with very high expectations and high approval ratings. And at the end of their presidencies, didn't quite maybe meet up to them, uh, depending on who you ask. Both very polarizing, and especially uh, when you talk to Democrats. So um, I think that uh, it, this, this brother, in, um, this candidate rather, in particular, Jeb, he's um, very unlike his brothers and that and his brother and his father in that regard i think that he uh he's much more moderate i think that he's much more um he comes across as much more with it than george did and i think he comes across as much uh much like his father he was very calculating and very deliberate in a lot of um things that he said and a lot of uh, his actions that he took rather than with george um he kind of just said whatever was on his mind, and uh, in that regard, I think that 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 uh, Jeb is much more uh, patient and wiser. Um, I think that he's uh, a candidate who also has proven his mettle uh, as governor of a state, a governor of Florida, um, and I think that he he's done a great job there. Uh, he does also have though. Uh, the aspect of the skeletons in his closet, um, referring, of course, to housing in the state of Florida. Um, though I think that when all is said and done, he is probably the 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 one with the name recognition. And as you said earlier, that's very important for a candidate to have. And he's probably the only one 
um, I can think of that has, uh, I guess, name recognition to the next level. I think he's very electable, indeed. Yeah, I I agree. I think he's electable. Do I think he will win the nomination? I'm really not confident enough in saying that. I think he'll be there in the end. He'll be in the final two. I don't know if he can win it. Here's what I like about him. Yes, he has name recognition, and that's good. People can immediately identify with him. Big plus. Also, massive with donors. He is huge when it comes to bringing in money. It's already a lot of buzz going on about the money he's already raised. He's definitely in the top two in terms of raising money. That is huge. Can't stress that enough. Again, governor of Florida, an election state. No one cares Chris Christie is the governor of New Jersey. Doesn't matter, right? No one cares about Mitt Romney, governor of Massachusetts. Doesn't matter. Florida, big state. Swing state. Big with Hispanics, who are going to be really important in this election. you got to keep that in mind, that Jeb Bush is actually fairly liked by that community, at least for a Republican. The problem I have with Bush is Bush has name recognition in a bad way. I genuinely believe people, even Republicans, are still sour to that Bush name. I think you could put a Nixon relative up today, and they wouldn't get elected. Just because of the stink coming off that name, and I feel like Bush is very similar. Another thing I'll point out is CNN ran a very, I thought, very interesting poll, and they asked people, does does candidate X represent the past or the future? And I think that's very interesting, because I think that's what a lot of young people, especially when they're voting, look for, is what candidate represents the future. Jeb Bush scored among the worst, with 64% of people saying he reflects the past. And I think that is what's going to hurt him, is people are going to relate him to those historical Bush policies. They're going to see him as very old school Republican. He's not particularly hip or fresh, excuse me for using those terms. And I think that makes it very tough for him. I think he can turn it around. That's that's why I'm very positive on Jeb Bush. I think he can turn it around, right? If he comes out in debates and is strong and smart and makes clever comments, I don't know it's going to be tough. The, the single biggest thing I would say going against him is he's not the media darling. And I don't think he ever will be. I don't think the media is ever going to cozy up to Jeb Bush like they will these other candidates. And if you don't have that, it is deadly difficult to get elected. Mitt Romney barely got the nomination and was never liked by the media. I think that'll be tough Mm -hmm. as well. So Jeb Bush, very strong candidate, likely to go far. If he does the right things throughout, I think there's a decent shot he could get the nomination. But he has to really play this right. Yeah. I think that that um, you, you're uh, yeah. A, a part of me wants to agree that the uh, the name recognition is very negative around him, but I think that he has the charisma to uh, to counter sort of that. to sort of counteract that. Exactly. I, I think mean, he can he can distance himself. He could say, "Hey, man, that's not me. That's my brother. I'm much more moderate. I'm much more uh, in the middle." And I think he's going to really bring his connection with uh, Hispanic voters out as yeah. a uh, as a factor. I, I think that's going to be a main factor for him. I think the problem with that mm-hmm. I see though is he has a, another um, rival potential um, candidate from the state of Florida mm-hmm. by the name of Marco Rubio. Yes, indeed. And Marco Rooney, Rubio, as an actual Hispanic, uh, one would think might steal the cloud away from the Hispanic voters and um, 
also the fact that he's he's younger uh he has uh much more i guess he, he's also co- sort of that that right centrist sort of view um especially when it comes to workers rights uh so i think that I think that it's going to be tough because he's going to ha- they're going to both have to try to either they can do one of two things they can either out moderate each other and see who can be the most uh relatable to all kinds of mm-hmm. of conservative voters or they can go polarized and go complete right and say I'm the extreme conservative therefore you know we're going to try to attract as many uh party members from our base as mm-hmm. we can so it'll be interesting between the two of them to try to figure out uh, who will come out on top in the sunshine state yeah let, let's talk rubio because uh a spoiler alert i think he's a great dark horse candidate but before we get to that i want to mention polling three percent right now um kind of in that that second tier of candidates in the uh sort of national polls i will point out iowa voters put him in the top four in terms of just right between moderate and conservative at 74 percent, and his likable uh scores is a positive plus one uh again very near the top of republicans in terms of likability um in respect there um very good chance he's he's certainly going to run um the reason the reason i like marco rubio is a couple one he's young that is something i think that is going to play a role especially going against hillary clinton who can easily be perceived as old let's be honest she can be perceived as old and I think Marco Rubio has that as favor. The other thing, he has he does have a level of name recognition. It's not as high as Bush or some of these other guys, but he was on the stage in 2012 shortly. He's given big speeches, he's talked at conventions, very similar to what Obama did before he was elected, right? Obama hadn't run for president, he hadn't been a big governor or something, but he had at least been known in the party as somebody who was possibly electable. Marco Rubio, also very strong in uh as you said, the Hispanic community. Um which I think is going to play a big role. And he's he's very well-spoken, and I just think if he can, again, make those debate appearances and do well in those early primaries, I think he has a good shot to hang in there far. The question that comes in for me is, A, we don't have a large enough body of work to judge him on. B, I don't think he can attract the donors some of these bigger names can. And that will really hurt him. So if he has a strong showing in early states but can't get the money, he can't continue. It's very expensive. So I think that's going to hurt him. And lastly, nothing particular comes to mind, but I, just from what I have read, he, he tends to be a little more not as, as practiced or well-spoken as some of these more experienced guys. That's what's going to kill him in these debates and these talks and these interviews. And, and the last thing I think that he needs is to pull a Palin or something like that, say something stupid and really screw himself. And I think there, there is a chance of that, but to be honest, I think if he can again, do strong in the debates and get money, I think he, for me is my dark horse pick of guy who could win the nomination. I don't know. Yeah. And to be honest, I, I, I'm really glad that you brought that last part up. See, you're doing exactly what I wanted to do. That's my Marco Rubio impression. I was looking around <laughs> oh, while the, you were the, talking to see if I could get a yeah, see if I get a glass of water and just do the um, yeah. You I'd know, like, I'd like to talk to you tonight <laughs> about the future of this country. The Rubio. 
that yeah, something like that absolutely could um could hurt him. And um, uh, I, yeah, I'm afraid of of an even larger faux pas, maybe shades of of Rick Perry at a uh, at a debate where he just kind of messes up, yeah. either forgets what he's talking about or forgets what um the the facts are or or the the particular set of data is or anything you know really it's a it's a lot of uh people that are running for president they have to be refined and they have to be trained and and groomed uh for public speaking i think that's one of the biggest areas where we talked about the connection between obama and rubio i think that one of the biggest differences between the two of them is that uh, when Barack Obama was coming up as a as a um, he first came into the public spotlight uh, in the 2004 uh, Democratic National Convention when he gave a, a brilliant speech, uh, Democrat or Republican, uh, you can agree that it was a very eloquent speech and it was uh, very well well spoken, well practiced, well polished, and I think that. Um, uh, if Marco Rubio has the right training, I'm sure he can, he can be like, uh, he can be like that. And if he is, then he will be, I think he will be more than the dark horse candidate we're predicting now. I think he'll be a, a front runner for sure. Uh-huh. Uh, I think it, it, it's all going to come out to image. And, um, I think a good strategy for Jeb Bush right now might be to, to wait in the wings, uh, it, it, while Je- while Marco Rubio is making these appearances, uh, I don't know if you've heard recently he's been on a big um, crusade. I think in in New Hampshire, he's either in New Hampshire. Iowa. I'm pretty sure he's in New Hampshire. He's and he's he's um he's sort of going after the uh, uh, um, the current administration, talking about um he's holding holding meetings, talking about uh, the uh, defense budget talking about their situation with ISIS. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he's, he's gaining traction right now. But if, if he waits, if, if Jeb Bush waits long enough, he might slip up somewhere and um, generate some ammunition that he can use in a, in a primary. Um, but we'll have to wait and see about that. Yeah. Yeah, so we've got two big candidates we still haven't discussed. In terms of polling, at least, they're considered big. Starting with Ben Carson. The man no one has heard of. I got to be honest with you. I I didn't even know who he was until I started doing research for for this episode. No one does. It's it's absolutely (laughs) fascinating. And what's amazing to me is what people know him from in regards to these polls is Fox News. That's where he gets 90% of his press is he goes on there all the time. So he's kind of preaching to the choir then. Exactly. Republicans know who he is. (laughs) I... What's amazing to me is people sort of see him as as a holy grail candidate. He's a doctor. He's considered smart and well-spoken. Uh, 84% of Iowans consider him just right in terms of moderate or conservative. Um, I think... I'm looking up information in my mind blanked, so don't don't worry about me there. Um, yes. I think, therefore, I am. Uh, yeah, something like that. I Descartes. think... Yeah, he's just... It's just odd, and it, this kind of reminds me of a guy who sells books. I mean, he's not considered in very many polls, but in this the, the latest PPP poll, he's got 18%. He's ahead of Jeb Bush in this latest poll. 
Let me make this clear. Ben Carson is a flash-in-the-pan candidate who may not even make it to the first ballot being cast in the primary. I was going to say, be honest, you, Sean, you're lo- you're looking up more about him now because there really isn't that much. About when you talk about him, name recognition, he? like <laughs> liter- literally every single other person on this list has some level of national name recognition, except for this guy. Exactly what <laughs> happened to the pizza guy whose name I already forgot because nobody knows who he is. Herman Cain. Herman Cain. <laughs> Talk about a flash in the pan. Now, if you, if you want a real, if you want a real trivia question, what oh, was the no. name of his pizza chain? Oh, it's Godfather's Pizza. See, I know Godfather's that. I don't pizza, even know his right. name. It was, a, it was a, it's chain. a meddling Midwestern pizza chain. Godfather's oh my God. Pizza. God, it's. I, <sighs> I've eaten at one one time. It was terrible. I can't say I'm surprised. I, I think it was in Indiana. It was. It was not good. <sighs> Neither was his. Neither was his. Uh, his uh, presidential run. No, just as bad as his it, pizza. it was memorable. To be fair, it was funny. <laughs> That's true. The pizza wasn't, but his his run was. The... Libya, Libya, yeah. Libya. Can I phone a friend? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean the the thing about the thing about Ben Carson is. I don't think you can. He. he I don't think he can get money, and he doesn't have. Name brand experience. He's never been in politics. He he is an unequivocal flash in the pan, and I give his chance of electability less than zero. I give it negative, less than zero, negative a hundred percent. You get nothing. Good day, sir. They will literally cast ballots to say no. We will not elect him, and he will win that race. Mm. That's how unelectable Ben Carson is. But we're going to wow. hear about him for the next couple months. God, it's going to be so funny listening back to this after he's won the nomination. We're going to look like such <laughs> idiots. We're going to be like, wow, look at these guys. That's the problem with the And that's when we, we promise to never talk about politics oh. on this show again. <laughs> Listen, I, hand to God, if Ben Carson – I will say if he makes it to the convention as a viable candidate, I will never talk politics again on the air. My solemn <laughs> Next promise. up, why the New York Mets are the best team <laughs> – they have the best chances to win the World Series next year. Oh, no. All right. <laughs> We're not going that far, Matt. Let's slow this down. Wild um, prediction. Lastly, I think we have to talk about the man who is currently leading the national polls. He's been leading for quite a while, actually. Um, and that would be... Talking about my boy? I don't know. Is he your boy? Scott Walker? Nope. Sorry. Who are you, talk- <laughs> who are you talking about? No, no, keep going. We'll get to him eventually, I'm sure. Scott Walker, governor of Wisconsin. Another governor. Ranked number one, 85% on the moderate conservative scale. Um, He's also considered uh, net neutral on favorability, which is actually pretty good for a Republican, uh, let's be honest. Um, And the other interesting thing is that when you put him up against... Hillary Clinton in a national election, he actually uh, does better than many other Republicans. He's also done many things in his states Republicans really like, including fighting unions, which, as we all know, Republicans tend not to be fans of, um, and also cutting budgets like Wild, including to education. He's, I would argue, currently at this moment, the sort of media party darling, Scott Walker. Why I think he's electable, again, like you said, governors are going to be big this year. I agree with that. And I think of the governors, just looking at their governorship, he may be one of the most successful governors to be running, at least in terms of like Republicanness. 
he does have some early big donor support, which is working in his favor. His name recognition is in that, like, sweet spot for me where people know who he is, but they don't know so much about him. They don't know his skeletons. They don't know his problems. And they're not burned out on him like some of these other guys. And I think that is a big thing in his favor. Why he's not electable, people don't know a lot about him. And he's peaking early. No one has even announced they're running. And he is in the lead as far as he is. That's a big concern. He has a immensely fine line. You never want to be the very first guy in the lead. You want to be in the middle of the pack and work your way up as the big guys fall out. Because they will fall out. At least that's my strategy. So it's tough. I think he has a good shot. I would put him in my top. And we'll, we'll, we'll do our top rankings at the end of the show. I'm going to put him in my top. I think he has a good chance. I think he's that kind of sweet spot of smart, well-spoken guy who's very likable, very relatable to the average person. We don't have the Mitt Romney problem where, you know, he has a car elevator and a dancing horse. Um, while at the same time having Republican credentials. I think that works in his favor. Matt, your thoughts on Scott Walker? Mm, my thoughts... Uh... I think that he is uh, very much the the anti. Uh, I guess the anti Rubio. You know, he's uh, he's very conservative. Mm-hmm. Uh, he plays much more to the right. He doesn't really care if he's if he's labeled as such. Uh, he's he's getting away from the moderate center. Will that help him or hurt him? I guess that depends, sort of, on. Uh, many Republicans opinions of the current administration. Um, I think that, that a lot of, uh, for sure, a lot of tea party candidates would probably be on his side. Um, I think that he's, uh, he's very, he's very electable from, from a, from a, uh, from a party point of view. I think he, he definitely represents a lot of, uh, Republican ideals closer than most of the other, candidates he stays truer to those party ideals uh like you said he is very much a media darling now but if you go back a couple years his name was also linked to um protests and it was it was linked to uh the police when the police were refusing to i believe the quote was act as palace guards when they uh when they wouldn't um they wouldn't defend the the capital steps mm-hmm. uh, when when union protests were going on and teachers union was protesting. Um, he also he used the he he candidly used the words uh, divide and conquer, which made him seem even more anti union. Mm-hmm. Uh, sort of gave off this this despotic maybe a little bit um, vibe. Uh, in in those regards, I think that uh, he's going to have to be a lot more careful, and I think he has learned. Uh, he's he's going to be a lot more media friendly, um, but I haven't. He's also been kind of quiet in that. Um, I mean, I I don't I haven't really seen him. I haven't really seen him. Uh, I guess attack other other candidates as much as um, he's not. He hasn't really played the slandering card. You know, mm-hmm. he, he's a uh, he's much more. Um, about these are my issues and these are this is what my plan is, which I think is going to favor him because he's he's not really one that's uh seems to be uh espousing a lot of mudslinging. 
mm-hmm. um, in the public view, the public eye. So yeah, I, I think he's learned from his mistakes. I think he he, he has the the uh, credentials of being a very um, a very uh, uh, iron fisted governor on his side, um, and I think a lot of uh, a lot of diehard Republicans are going to to uh, fall in line under that rhetoric. However, I'm not really sure if he's going to get a lot of the undecideds. He comes from a state, the state of Wisconsin, that's, you know, take it or leave it kind of state. I don't know if Wisconsin's ever going to make or break an election like Rubio or Bush, who are coming from the ultimate mm-hmm. swing state. Um, so I don't know. Maybe maybe if he takes maybe if he takes Rubio as a running mate, could be of a, a, a that's the strongest power couple I can think of right now. Hmm, interesting. Now uh, we're running short on time, Matt. There, uh, there's one more candidate you want to get to. Yeah, who are and we that's uh, we're missing a, a pretty big candidate. Um, currently, my front runner in the race, and uh, wow, my uh, <laughs> if it's who I who, think it is, we're gonna have a fun discussion on this. Go ahead. Uh, that would be Mr. Bobby Jindal from the state of Louisiana. You are. That's worse than that... what I thought you were going to say. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Rand Paul. Oh. Who is utterly no, unelectable. Bobby Jindal. <laughs> Bobby Jindal? Bobby yeah. Jindal? Bobby Jindal. You're kidding. No, you can't be serious. Are you Are you really serious? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think we're going to have this discussion a year from now, and we're going to be talking right. a lot more Jindal. Let me set the stage here. What do you have against Bobby, Bobby Jindal? Uh, let me set the stage. Pure <laughs> numbers, okay? In the latest PPP poll, Bobby Jindal polled at less than 1%, which is down from his previous number of 1%. <laughs> he is, um, uh, I, I have to look up some number here, Bobby Jindal. 73% consider him just right on the moderate or conservative scale, which is good. Um, most of the other polls actually don't really include him. Um, the one other thing I'll point out is he has very few events scheduled, um, and he's very late to early state events. He's very Basically what I'm saying is he's very slow to get in the race compared with some of these other guys. Matt, why is Bobby Jindal your top guy? Easy. One word, healthcare. I think that uh, he, as governor of the state of Louisiana, um, he he sort of revamped their entire healthcare system, and it is now functioning at at a uh, at a surplus. When he entered his governorship, it was a uh, it was a disaster. Um, He's he's a very quiet governor. Uh, he does he does uh, his job and doesn't really, I guess, doesn't really uh, announce many um, other wild review wild uh, wild uh, sort of um, attacks. However, you might say it. he's. Uh, I think he's 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 so much of an outsider. You know, um, he grew up an immigrant or a son of an immigrant rather he um he grew up in a, in a family uh of uh of moderate wealth i think that he's he's much more relatable than a lot of the candidates that we see he's much more true uh to his uh to his roots and uh i think that he's gonna have success 
in that uh, slow and steady is going to win the race. I think that while other candidates are pecking each other and knocking each other off the tree, I think he's going to be steadily climbing up. And uh, I think he has a, he has a, a pretty good chance. I think that his, his moderateness in a lot of issues and his uh, connection to um, Barack Obama in that uh, uh, they've both worked together on many, many committee issues. I think that it's going to benefit him in the long run because I think people are going to see him as like a, a more moderate option. And that's, that's at least why I like Bobby Jindal uh, for, for, uh, for candidacy. But you know what? You did bring up a uh, – sometimes I forget that uh, – <laughs> I forget that Rand Paul is a Republican. Yeah, he is. He is a a you you with somewhat with the things he has said in the past. He is toxic, and I don't think anyone. So going all to that uh, him. all the as I was as I was talking about Rand about about uh, Bobby Jindal. I'm, I mean, part of my brain is thinking Rand Paul. I mean, Rand Paul's Rand polling four percent. That's over four times what Bobby Jindal's polling. <laughs> Keep that in mind, um, and especially in southern states, uh, Rand Paul does well. Uh, Bobby Jindal, listen, Bobby Jindal is a nice guy. He's a good Republican. He's a nice man, family man. Whatever. He's the plain vanilla of candidates. He has zero charisma. This guy. He works fine as a governor. He can't be president. You can't not in this this sort of media overhyped, super competitive. He's just forgettable. And and it's a shame because I and, and he's tried to be a kind of Republican leader for years and it's just never caught on. I just I, I don't think he can get the donors. I no one really knows anything about him, maybe other than his name. I bet most people would not know what state he was the governor of, which I think is kind of a must-know if you want to know anything about a guy. I think he'd make a very adequate president. I just, in terms of sheer electability, he's like not on the map at all, you know? And honestly, I've seen the other big thing, too, is it's been pretty blatant. His wife has come out and basically said, I do not want him to run for president. (laughs) I think he's going to dip his toe in the water spend a little bit of money finding out if there is anything out there for him. When he finds out there isn't, he will be gone, maybe making one caucus. And I think that'll be it. And and I'm, mm. I'm just being realistic. I, 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 I honestly, I feel for him, if the nice guy always won, Bobby Jindal would probably be up there. It doesn't <laughs> work that way. He just isn't the guy. I don't know. Well, we'll mm. have to disagree on this one. We'll have to disagree on this one. I, I'm still going to say that I, I think that he has a, he has a chance uh, connecting more more connecting with the moderate Republicans than Rubio or Bush, and I think he I think his name will be in there as we see later in the primaries. I just have okay. a feeling about it. Well, you'll be able to put your money where your mouth is later on because we are going to do our fantasy draft next week. I'm going to talk about that in a moment, but first, Matt, quickly your top three Republican candidates. Not in any particular order, just who are your who are the three who are going to be the most successful, last the longest, among them the winner. Who are your top three? Okay. Uh, among my three, I'm going to say Marco Rubio. In no particular order, no Marco particular Rubio. Order. Marco Rubio, 
I'm going to say uh, Chris Christie. I mean, no, sorry, not Chris Christie. Um, I'm actually going to say I'm going to say uh, somebody that we talk about on the show, uh, Lindsey Graham. Okay. We didn't mention him. And yeah. I'm going talk to about say, talk about the plain vanilla of candidates. Okay, go ahead. And I'm going to say my my uh, my candidate winner is going to be uh, Bobby Jindal. Oh, Matt, you now Rand Paul. Matt, you are going to. Be I want to. I want to. If I had a fourth option, if I had a fourth option, I think I would put Rand Paul in there. See, that's and then I think he would give. He could give Jindal a run for his money. Let Let me just say, you either just made the most intelligent, forward thinking prediction, or you <laughs> blew it massively. And I swear to God, I do not know which it is. Because, because essentially, have to you, see. essentially, you went for the underdog candidate. That's right. You went every like single do. person you picked. Polls at less than five percent. That is a very but interesting choice. Keep in mind, we're very, we're still very early in this process. You're right. There are still a lot of things that could happen. You are absolutely lot of, right. How many people thought Hillary was going to be president? No way. You're absolutely right. I am again. <laughs> you could be spot on. I would like to see my top three. Unsurprisingly, Bush, Walker, Rubio. I think they have the pockets. I think they have the personality. I think they have the name recognition to go far. And I'm going to say Rand Paul will do what his father did last time around and hang around and get a bunch of third party <laughs> right in candidate votes, but will never become the Republican nominee. He will hang in simply because he can. And and, and people forget he's there. And I think that's yeah. it. Interesting choices all everyone out there next week we will be back talking the democratic election and we'll be holding our drafts let me tell you how this is going to work matt you and i schoolyard style are going to pick candidates from either party okay and we'll each have a roster of four candidates by the time we're done i'll pick one you'll pick one we'll go back and forth we'll flip a coin to see who goes first and then we're going to do is we're going to count up every single individual pre-nomination vote that candidate gets and that is the points you receive in your fantasy lineup. And the winner is the person who gets the most votes cast for them. Now, this is interesting because it may not be the person who wins the nomination. And it, you you could have a strategy of picking someone who's really great and a bunch of unlikely people who could become great. You pick a bunch of middle-of-the-road people and just hope for a lot of votes even if they don't win the nomination. It's not about that. It is absolutely about the number of votes they get in the primaries period okay that sounds like a like it sounds like a fun a fun contest i think it will be interesting i look forward to being a part of it the other thing i want you to think about is we may have to make a special exemption rule okay you cannot pick hillary clinton wow and here's why Okay. We'll talk about this next week, and maybe I'm wrong, and we'll have this discussion. I think she's going to have such an overwhelming number of votes that whoever picks her automatically wins. And it may be unfair. Yeah. Hmm. So think about it. Okay. We'll talk about the final rules next week and make our picks. I want to thank all of you out there for joining us this week. We appreciate you doing that. We're going to be back next week with the Democratic side of this. We're going to be talking Hillary Clinton. We're going to be talking Elizabeth Warren. We're going to be talking Bernie Sanders. We're going to be talking about all the underdogs that Matt will probably pick because no one's ever heard of them. Uh, I think it'll be a, a great episode. Uh, and we're going to do our picks. So join us. Goldilockshow.com is the website, at Goldilockshow on Twitter. Definitely follow us on Twitter. I'm going to try and be good about tweeting out stuff about the show. Um, so I think you should follow us there. And also, 
RSS and on iTunes and in your favorite podcasting app. Make sure you subscribe. That way you'll get the episodes fresh when we publish them. Uh, anything else you'd like the world to know, Matt, before we wrap up for this evening? I want my team name for this fantasy draft to be Reagan's Robots. Reagan's Robots. All right. Or, or Jackson's Giants. I don't know. Which one do you prefer? I like Jackson's Giants a little better myself, but I, I was Reagan's asking Robots the viewers at home. Oh, the viewers. Have... Oh, that's right. And I did make a question for this week. Thank you. I, I forgot. Oh, I did good. Make a okay. question for I, this I, mean, week. I thought maybe that could be the question. But yeah, right. What's your question? Well, all right. I'll give you mine. And if you like yours better, we can do yours. Mine was very simply which potential Republican candidate is the most electable. I thought we could put out a poll and just see what people say. But a lot of people put out polls. Okay. So it's up to you. We can do the name or we can do this. What? what well, what you, 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 you said earlier in your show, in this show, that you were a, uh, you were a big fan of polls. Yes. Right. So so maybe we could just do both polls. Let's just do both polls. I think that's great. Let's what, do both polls. What, what, who is the most electable and what should Matt's team name be? Uh, I think those are two so we'll do polls. Reagan's Robots, Jackson's Giants, and you can write in your own name. Perfect. I think that's great. <laughs> we'll, we'll run those polls. You can get those polls at Goldilocks Show. Uh, we'll tweet all the links out. And Facebook.com slash Goldilocks Show. We'll have the links there as well. Matt, another great episode. Uh I hope I hope you'll be psyched up and ready for more next week. I am outstanding. All right, psyched up and ready to go. Oh yeah, for more politics and political discussions. That's right, even though we're months away from anything happening. <laughs> um, You're on the Goldilocks. So yeah, exactly. All right. Well, thanks everybody. Have a wonderful night. We'll see you next time on the Goldilocks Zone.